When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Empire. Welcome to Inside the Cap. I'm your host, Joel Corey. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Corey Joel. That's C O R R Y J O E L. And also read my regular CBSSports.com column. Um, agents take on NFL salary cap and contract matters. This week we're going to take a look at what's next with uh, Urban Meyer and the Jaguars since um, Urban Meyer's eventful tenure with the Jaguars came to an end early Thursday morning if you're on the East Coast uh, when owner Shad Khan uh, pulled the plug on him as the Jaguars head coach. Jaguars had a 2-11 record. When something goes wrong in a relationship, the first thing everybody does is look at the contract. And as expected, this was a termination uh, for cause. Meyer had signed a five-year contract. The exact dollar figure of the contract isn't known because information about coaches' contracts is not readily available the same way it is on player contracts. But it's been believed to be as high as $12 million per year. Um, most reports put it in the 9 to $10 million per year range, although the base, there have been other reports where the base pay could be as low as $6.5 million per year. So Meyer expired with four years left on his contract. Now, in coaching contracts, and I have a little bit of experience with coaching contracts because um, when I was an agent, one of our clients was um, Pete Carroll. And I wasn't the point person on those contracts, but I did do work on um, Pete Carroll contracts. But in coaching contracts, the termination provisions provide for two types of firing. One is for cause, and the other is without cause. And if it's without cause, that's basically you're not doing the job on the field in terms of one loss record. And you usually receive all of the remaining base compensation in the contract. Um, In that instance, in some instances, there can be liquidated damages where you'll get basically the lump sum of the remaining um, payments at present value. And also, if you don't have a lump sum, there's a duty to mitigate um, when you're fired without cause. And by that is usually in those types of, when it's that type of firing, the contract usually say that you have um, to go out and find other employment, (laughs) uh, football-related employment, which will offset the amount owed to uh, the coach um, under the contract. This is alleged to be a termination um, with cause, which is basically that the coach breached the contract. Now, in all coaching contracts, there is some sort of like 
we'll say, morals clause, so to speak. And they, they exist in, in um, endorsement contracts. Um, Urban Meyer's Ohio State contract uh, had one, and that one listed about 15 different categories for where it could be terminated uh, for cause and what would happen in that instance. And usually these types of clauses have, like, for committing, violating criminal statute, which doesn't happen here, where you uh, willfully or deliberately refuse to perform duties or services. Um, In NFL contracts, you can't typically get this stuff negotiated out. Basically, you're going to have to conduct yourself in accordance with NFL and club personal conduct policies, refrain from taking any actions that are construed conduct detrimental to the club or the team, and there'll be tons of things listed, which, uh, like an including but not limited section, um, like insubordination, drunkenness, personal conduct on and off the job, which would discredit the league or the team, obviously gambling, uh, associating with people of questionable character, not uh, being in violation of the NFL Constitution and bylaws. And then here's the here's the kicker. <laughs> the, you would not do anything which would bring the club, team, into public hatred, contempt, scorn, ridicule, shock or commend, shock or men, community standards, so forth. That's pretty broad. Now, initially, everyone thought Urban Meyer was fired in response to the allegation of him kicking former kicker Josh Lambeau in the leg during the preseason because that comes out and then he's gone within a matter of hours. Since this is a four-cause firing, which would put in jeopardy the remaining part of his contract, whatever that is, uh, $40 million, $35 million, $50 million, but the, the bottom line is they're trying not to pay him. Giving the timing, and earlier in the week, uh, Shad Khan had said that he wasn't rushing into any decision and would do the right thing after taking careful consideration. And that was after the shutout loss to the Colts. <laughs> I mean, to the Titans on Sunday. He said that. Then, I, in kind of a CYO mode for this, um, at least to me, this four-cause firing to make it fit the circumstances. They said it was a culmination of instances. There wasn't one final straw event. Urban Meyer (laughs) uh, had put himself, particularly back in October, when he didn't fly back with the team after a loss to the uh, Bengals, which is highly unusual. I've never heard of a coach doing something like that, not flying back for the team. And then he has that incident which went viral with the woman who wasn't his wife uh, at the uh, Columbus area uh, bar. And at the time, Shad Khan said, now he must regain our trust and respect. This will require a personal commitment from Urban and everyone who supports our team, and I'm confident he would deliver. Now, to kind of beef up their claim, it would have been smart for the um, Jaguars to be documenting any type of incidences in writing so that they would be in his personnel file. Because one of the things that you really want to have to have the airtight case is to give them a warning and then 
the concept of progressive discipline. This isn't the first time Urban Meyer has been in high water because at Oklahoma, the uh, morals clause was probably triggered by him standing by his former assistant um, who had the domestic violence issues, and he was ultimately suspended at Ohio State. Some people think that he was kind of forced out. We'll never know. Eventually finished out the season, then was gone and resigned, but we'll never know. One thing I have learned as an agent is that what gets out in public is a lot of times a tip of the iceberg because I would find out stuff from clients about things going on with teams that never hit the light of day. So we know the stuff that went public, that Urban Meyer berating his assistant coaches, calling them losers, um, getting an altercation, with Marvin Jones to the point wide receiver Marvin Jones recently to the point where he wanted to uh, he left it wasn't going to come back had to be talked into coming back so you've got several things they could point to to try to uh, support their case I'm I'm imagining Urban's going to fight this now in coaching contracts at least NFL contracts the dispute resolution process is not the court system Um, in Urban Meyer's Ohio State contract, everything, um, the controlling state of law or governing the agreement was Ohio. In the NFL, these types of grievances for coaching salaries are heard by the uh, commissioner. You file a grievance, the arbitration is by the commissioner. So the person who is the decision maker is also the guy who works for the owners. So is that necessarily a fair process well <laughs> probably not now if this thing goes out to its fullest extent it may not be decided for a good two years because <laughs> i remember when lane kiffin was fired from the uh raiders back in i think it was 08 they were one and three uh that season he he had um i think like 2.6 million dollars left on his contract and it was a four cause firing and he filed a grievance, and the reason that the Raiders, the Raiders were hanging their head on the fact that Kippen made reckless statements about the, the attack players, assistant coaches, the owner of the team that were damaging the organization. See, there were my attack coaches, apparent, uh, allegedly so, uh, verbally. We're talking verbal attacks, that, uh, um, not for Kippen as well, statements. That kind of matches up <laughs> with Urban Meyer. Uh, did with the assistance and it came public. That's embarrassing. <laughs> so when you're looking at the whole standard in there, which uh, would tend to uh, bring the club into public hate or contempt, scorn, ridicule, that part, then the shocks and offends community standards thing, one could say they'd make a case to stuff in Ohio, but not flying back with the team as well. So that's where they're going to go with the culmination of events. Um, ultimately, in the um, Kiffin grievance, which took about two years from start to finish, he lost. And he he landed on his feet and got a job at Tennessee. So the uh, offset provision would kick kicked in. So because he was making money from Tennessee, it was really – his demand was reduced to about $350,000. That's what he would have needed to be made whole. And he lost that case. So um, 
you could settle it. It could be a thing where they try to settle it, and then Urban's going to get, I don't know, pennies on the dollar compared to what he was going to get. I don't know if it's 10%, 25%, 50%, but they're trying not, not to pay him. And then if you had some sort of settlement, it might be a non-disclosure agreement involved in that. It's going to settle any and all claims, waive any and all rights of future claims, release Chad Khan, the Jaguars, etc. Global release as well would be a part of the settlement. Personally, I don't think Urban Meyer is ever going to be coaching the NFL again. A lot of people said that he shouldn't have been coaching the NFL to begin with. <laughs> Whether he gets another college job uh, remains to be seen. He could resume his TV career um, next fall. Um, he had a cushy job, uh, studio job with Fox. Um, so TV, TV may be uh, where we next see Urban Meyer, but I wouldn't expect uh, this case to be resolved anytime soon. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Now, how does this compare to player contracts? Well, player contracts typically aren't guaranteed. So the only guarantees that you have are your base salary guarantees, and they can void under a laundry list of reasons. What's interesting, and I'm curious if Urban had in his contract and Jaguars contracts, that um, they don't. There's no offset, at least for the first round picks. That's been they're one of the two teams who do that. Rams, Jaguars, first round picks don't have offsets. Typically, coaches' contracts have offsets. So, <laughs> be interesting to see should. Urban prevail would would in the contract remain in, in force because he prevailed to he follow the contract if there are offsets now in NFL contracts when you're talking about what would void player guarantees as I said you got a laundry list of reasons it's uh, refusing to play or practice with the team violating a policy, whether it's personal conduct policy, performance-enhancing drugs policy, substance abuse policy. Um, that's suspension, being um, suspended for conduct detrimental, engaging in a hazardous activity, which results in an injury. And that's a laundry list of things. Motorcycling, it, water skiing, snowboarding, use of fireworks, firearms, playing basketball. Then you also have in player contracts, some teams avoid guarantees. If you make any statements that breach an obligation of loyalty to the club, material undermine the public's respect for the team, where you, where you uh, criticize players, teammates, ownerships, coaches, management, 
etc. Then you also have that very broad clause, engages in conduct reasonably judged by club to adversely reflect on club. Um, you don't see a whole lot of grievances for over guarantees in football, but we did have one, um, the closest case to this, and it's not really spot on, <laughs> would be a couple of years ago. 2019 going back to conduct with Antonio Brown. <laughs> when Antonio Brown was traded from the Steelers to the Raiders, his contract was reworked where it included 30.125 million in guarantees where there's guaranteed workout bonus 4 million plus his 2018 and 19 base salaries were fully guaranteed then Antonio Brown proceeded to do practically everything humanly possible to trigger the voiding of those guarantees. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen anything like uh, Antonio Brown. He went AWOL during training camp, threatened the GM, ultimately um, a couple, and John Gruden, the then head coach, was all on board with letting things slide. But eventually... They cut him heading into the week of the the regular season. A couple of days before the start of the regular season, I should say. And they'd also uh, sent a letter, suspended for conduct detrimental, found it for conduct detrimental, I should say. And also sent him a letter that he lost his right to termination pay, which he would have been entitled to under normal circumstances because he was on the roster uh, if he'd been on the roster as of the uh, first regular season game. So they're already setting that up. They cut him later. You've waived your rights to termination pay. Now, um, he filed a grievance against the Raiders and also after his short stint with the Patriots against them as well. In 2019, they were heard in 2020. And ultimately, with the Raiders part of the grievance, he got – they settled for $468,000. Um the best part of his claim was he was entitled to the week one salary because he was cut after Tuesday and you're entitled to get paid if you are on the roster as of the Tuesday. If you're on the roster Wednesday before a game, you're entitled to, you're entitled to get paid that week. But he basically lost $30 million in guarantees. The, that's the closest case we have from a player standpoint, and it's, it's not close. And it's not really analogous. Um, but... We'll see how this thing plays out over the next uh, few months or year to see whether um, Urban Meyer prevails in his grievance. Um, I I suspect there'll be a settlement. We may not know how much the settlement will be. Most people don't know how much the Antonio Brown, Brown settlement was um, with the uh, Raiders part of it. And if it goes to this full, if it plays out through the uh, dispute resolution mechanism in the NFL contracts through the commissioner hearing a grievance it'll take about two years now if I'm Trevor Lawrence's agent I want to talk to the powers that be in Jacksonville and try to put my two cents in on behalf of my client because this is a wasted year for Trevor Lawrence that my whole goal since he's considered a generational talent is to put Pete to try to get people put in place who are going to help maximize his potential. I wouldn't right now have a high degree of confidence that the Jaguars could get it right because under 
Chad Khan's ownership, they consistently get it wrong. But one thing I would, the first thing I would do before talking to Trevor is pull my clients around the league to see who they like, don't like in terms of a coaching perspective. And I got to think that there's no reason for Trent Baalke to remain around with a new head coach that you're going to be looking for a general manager as well. But my first priority would be trying to help the whole coaching process or get or see if Trevor could have influenced the process in any way. And it's going to be an attractive job despite the inability to right the ship in Jacksonville since Sean, since Khan's owning the team because of Trevor. And they've got about $70 million in cap space. I'd ask Trevor who he wanted to um, – have the team look at and we know that teams have gotten in trouble with players when they say they're going to make an inclusive process where they're going to solicit input and take suggestions from the player that's the whole root of Deshaun Watson's problems in Houston at least from with the organization we know he's got the off the field problems but I'd be doing those things and to me I'd want an offensive coach I don't want a defensive coach if I'm Trevor Lawrence or I'm, I'm representing Trevor Lawrence. Obviously, you could have a defensive coach, but like a Todd Bowles or someone like that. But then you got to have, to me, a couple of layers of offensive coaches. you got to have the offensive coordinator and also have a quarterback's coach ready to go because if everything goes well, that offensive coordinator isn't going to be around in a couple of years because it'll be a hot commodity from a head coaching job. And you'll need someone as a quarterback's coach, hopefully, who could step in and there'd be some continuity there. And you're going to need organizational stability. So if you're looking for guys of experience, the two guys that come to mind, um, one who hasn't been in football for a couple of years, which is Jim Caldwell. Jim Caldwell um, had a 62-50 and head coaching record with the Colts. And with the Lions, (laughs) last time they're any good, was uh, under Jim Caldwell. He's well-respected, offensive mind, Coach Peyton Manning, but just hasn't been 66 years old, which would be a drawback. Um, was an assistant head coach for the uh, Dolphins in 2019, quarterback's coach. But with Detroit, 36-28 and 28 record, team's gone in the toilet since then, got him to the playoffs twice. So that'd be someone that would be on my short list as an agent who I'd be on my wish list. And I'm not saying that Trevor's going to have any say-so in the process, but I'd be trying to get my voice heard. Then another one would be Doug Peterson, who was fired from the uh, Eagles um, at the end of last season. But he has familiarity of taking over a team in disarray with a college coach because he came from the Chiefs as an offensive coordinator when Chip Kelly was fired and – they got to the Super Bowl in year two, won a Super Bowl. Now, my concern of him would be everything didn't go right with Carson Wentz. He regressed after uh, Frank Reich took the Colts job. But that's someone who could bring organizational stability. If we're talking offensive coordinators, there's also Josh McDaniel, um, who has head coaching experience. Um, hopefully he's learned that from everything which went wrong in Denver, he – reneged on the Colts job 
that went to, ultimately went to Frank Reich a couple of years ago. But he's done a very good job with Mac Jones, so that would be someone I'd have on, on the list. As long as he's not bringing the whole Patriot way thing and tries to act like Bill Belichick when he isn't Bill Belichick, because that's been the downfall for a lot of um, Patriots assistants who get head coaching jobs, that they can't figure that, that part out. Now, if we're talking first-time head coach, I would hope that there'd be a veteran defensive coordinator to come with that. Um, there could be a couple that have head coaching experience that could be out on the street. Mike Zimmer or Vic Fangio not saying they would want to come and immediately take a defensive coordinator job, but that type of mold. Now, one guy who keeps getting overlooked, Eric Bieniemy from the Chiefs, that Patrick Mahomes um, sings his praises. The feel-good story is Byron Leftwich, who is the Tampa Bay offensive coordinator. He's got Tom Brady's respect, has earned that in the two years he's there. Bruce Arians has said that the offense is Byron Leftwich's show, that he runs the whole thing. He doesn't. Arians said he doesn't even sit in on on, on the meetings, that this is basically Byron's um, offense. Brian Dayball from Buffalo, who was the NFL assistant coach of the year last year, would be someone who would be in, intriguing to me as well, although there's been some criticism about the play calling this year and Buffalo's offense. But um, he's developed Josh Allen, turned him into an MVP candidate. He's worked for Bill Belichick and Nick Saban, so he's got an interesting pedigree um, as well. And I know some people are talking about, like, uh, the Dan Quinn, who'd be that defensive coach, but I'd really be pushing the offensive angle because I would want Trevor's – put my client, Trevor Lawrence, in the best position to um, maximize his potential. Now, we'll see where the Jaguars go with this, but – um, one thing we do know is it can't get any worse, you would think, than how things have gone this year with Urban Meyer. And the last thing I would want would be a college coach, even though I'm sure if you ask Trevor, his, his dream hire would be Dabo Sweeney. But um, if I'm Shad Khan, I'm staying away from the college coach, success, highly successful college coach, no significant NFL experience, being the next head coach. So I'd have to go another, go in an opposite direction. But anyway, that's going to be it for this week's Inside the Cap. Thanks for listening. Um, don't forget, you can call me, you can find me, excuse me, on Twitter at Corey Joel, C-O-R-R-Y-J-O-E-L. And also check out um, my CBS Sports Word. Um, and we'll see you back here next time. Goodbye.